0: Welcome to Access Paracast, I'm Beth Luscombe. In this special episode, I talk with fellow paranormal investigator Lisa Tarr from Texas, who is writing and researching the intriguing phenomena of doppelgangers. We delve into the history of the first reports, her own experiences, and what her research has turned up so far. I started by asking her what prompted her to start her own research into the phenomena Known as doppelgangers, so Lisa, with doppelgangers, what got you interested in researching this really in sort of a left of field topic? um you know it's, it's kind of crazy because i
1: I wouldn't have thought to write a book on this topic at all, but um we were when we I used to do a um blog talk that it was the platform, so it was audio just like this. Um, a show once a week and we interviewed people. But then we, when I switched um, and got two different co-hosts, we decided to change it up and do topics rather than the guests themselves or the people themselves because we felt like we needed more education when it comes to the paranormal. So one of our topics happened to be um, apparitions and types of apparitions. And one of my partners hit on doppelgangers. And then I started thinking about when I first started investigating, and this was probably about, um, gosh, six or seven years ago. Um, I was at a house, and they had shown me a picture of this boy. And they said, you know, when we took the picture, you know, he wasn't in the doorway. But in the picture, he was in the doorway. And it was his doppelganger. And, and then I just, when he started talking about it, it kind of brought me back to when I first started investigating and how little I knew about doppelgangers. And so I started, you know, going to the library and, um, trying to look for information on it and there is nothing. I mean, it is just so rare. I mean, I don't know if you're able to find anything, but when I went to like my local library, I found one book entitled doppelgangers i didn't open it till i got home (laughs) (laughs) big mistake i get home open it and it's nothing but pictures it's like these artistic um drawings of these weird shaped i don't even they look like little monsters um to be honest so i don't even know if they're saying this is what a doppelganger I, i don't know but it was titled doppelganger and it was just pictures so there was no words there was nothing about doppelgangers it's just there's it seems to be a subject that's not well-understood, not well-researched, and not a lot of people know a lot about it. So I thought, well, why not dig into it and see what I can find, see how many people have had experiences. And I felt like I needed to reach across the world, not just in the States. I wanted people from the UK, from Australia, from anywhere um, that has had experience that way it's, it's broad spectrum and you're covering a large population and, and male and female, not just females or just males that way. And, you know, I hit on several questions that to kind of see if there's any correlation. I, like I asked, um, are you right-handed or left-handed? Are you, you know, what is your, um, your astrological sign? Um, just several different things and see if there's any correlations too between um the the people that were experiencing these, see if if it was one specific type of person that this was occurring to or occurring mm. with.
0: Fascinating. Have you found any particular interesting patterns in your research so far? Any similarities with people who do experience what they may see as doppelgangers?
1: Um kind of. I can't say conclusively. Um, there was one, see if I've got it here. There was one particular, um, uh, sign that tended to show up more than others. I'm grabbing that now. Um, and then also, um, what I've heard, you know, and then I, I kind of looked at it further was that certain locations seem to produce more doppelgangers than others. Oh, wow. Uh, and I never really thought about that. And then, you know, I started looking at, at different locations and they're like, you know, we we're, we're, they were experiencing a lot of doppelganger sightings or, um, and so, you know, that seems to be a pattern location. Um, and then Pisces, um, I seem to have more Pisces experiencing, um, these, uh, doppelgangers than any other, um, sign so far. Um, but I'm still, you know, going through it, still working on the book. Um, it's, you know, work in progress, you know, like I said, I've only got, um, I think 17 chapters right now, It's kind of a skeleton, you know, you just kind of still plugging and chugging and. You know, I'm constantly with questions every day. Mm -hmm. Um, These people are probably tired of hearing from me, tired of my messages, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm constantly, well, what about this? Where was it? You know, where was the cat located? Where was your husband? You know, because, you know, what time of the day? Was it sunny? Was it nighttime? You know, I want details, as as much detail as I can so that the person reading it can really um, experience it and feel in the moment and and feel connected and and really understand what was going on.
0: Mm, true, very true. Interestingly enough, I'm a twin myself, so I, I you know sort of growing Uh-oh. up, people say, oh, you know, you're oh, how's your doppelganger? And that's basically how I first started to learn that there was such a a term for for this sort of stuff. Um, I there's a, a bit of a theory out there with some paranormal investigators that. Um, if you do spot your own doppelganger, that it could be a, quite a foreboding type thing. And the fact that, you know, you're, 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 you know, there's a chance that something awful will happen to you or you may possibly right. pass away. What are your thoughts on that?
1: It's not true at all. Um, <laughs> you know, <for, laughs> um, the gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, no, it was kind of half and half. So half of the people that reported seeing doppelgangers, Um, had something happen like, you know, a stroke or somebody passing away. Um, and sometimes not even necessarily them related to them. It was like their father passed away. Um, but some of them, you know, the stroke obviously was that particular person. Um, and some of them, nothing at all. They were perfectly fine, healthy, you know, living life and doing great. So, um, there was no, no correlation there, no, it wasn't where every one of them had something happen. But then it also, you know, was where not every one of them were doppelganger cases. And I didn't want to throw that out. So so when I wrote the book and I started going through and I'm plugging this stuff in and asking these, these questions, you know, there's many different scenarios that it could be other than a doppelganger. And even though I'm writing primarily about doppelgangers, um, if it didn't necessarily match, I would kind of explain why I felt it wasn't a doppelganger, but I want to leave it up to the interpretation of the reader. You know, ultimately at the end of the uh, the case, it's kind of case by case the chapters are, um, and and let them determine that. But and then at the end, I kind of break it down and give some different scenarios, like um, of different situations or things it could be. Um, and I can give you some of those. And then i also go into how you mentioned you have a twin. Um, there was a professor out of the UK. Um, his name was Tim Spector of St. Thomas Hospital. Have you ever heard of him? No, I haven't. So he wrote um, a documentary, and it, and it was um, played over there at Channel 4. And it's called Finding My Twin Stranger. And that's actually where... Um, you have, it, it's basically someone that just looks like you. He says that every person has seven matches um, or they call them, uh, some people call them doppelgangers um, in, in the real world, but they're actually called twin strangers because they're not doppelgangers in the fleeting sense. Because doppelganger to me is, is the fleeting kind of ghostly like, um, you know, you see it for a second and it's gone. The twin stranger, you know, obviously is a living, breathing human human person that you're talking to, and so that's what his um, docu- uh, uh, document uh, documentary was about. Can't talk. Um, <laughs> so he he started out with like twelve thousand pairs of of people, and then broke it down to seven pairs and focused on them, and they were from across the globe, and um. The trailer, I think, was about, um, oh, jeez, I want to say four months ago. It aired in December of 16th, so it wasn't that long ago. It's a fairly new um, documentary. And so with those seven people, so, like, for example, and, and it's it's just striking the similarities. And and I think one would know if they truly met their twin stranger. Um, but, like, there was a William and a Billy but he went by Bill, which is – Bill's obviously short for William. Mm. And they loved the same food. And then there was a puck and a cherry. And they loved the same food. And they also had the same mannerisms. So he would look at mannerisms, behaviors. There was a Darren and a David, which was the third couple that he studied. And they had the same jobs, same exact occupations. Wow. Um, And there was a Neil and a John, and they lived in the same town, had the same bank, ate the same food, and they met, incidentally, during a trip. So that was quite um, neat to me. I mean, to that extreme, it's just, it's flooring to me. Mm -hmm. And then there was another couple, um, and they both were swimmers. Um, Like, you know, they just really loved to swim, and then the sixth couple were both stand-up comedians. I mean, what are the chances of two people being stand-up comedians and being twin strangers? And I'll tell you what he considers a twin stranger in a minute as far as the facial 2D, 3D, and DNA and stuff. And then the seventh couple, they were both named Billy, and they were both construction workers. So it's it's kind of neat that, they're. I mean, so when you – look at twin strangers, I mean, they really have a lot in common, whether it's food or occupation or mannerisms or, you know, living in the same town or all that stuff. Um, and so he, he did 2D imaging and 3D imaging. So with the 2D imaging, all seven pairs were, I think it was, it was 89 to 95% um, the same um, in, the, in the face is where they did the markers. Um so like people that are real like born twins like you and your sister um if if you're a, they're just above 90% with the facial markers okay so that would make them twins like born twins you know if they're above 90% and these people were 89 to 95% the same um uh, but then when they did 3D which touched on more markers. It had more markers, obviously. I think it was like 24 markers, whereas the 2D only had like 12 markers. Then it dropped significantly. It dropped to like 40 to 50%. Okay. Um, and then he did um, DNA testing, which goes back like, I think it's 2000 years ago. Um, it's like a lineage test to see where you're from. Um, and, None of them really matched up um except for one couple um and it was like I think southwest Asia and the Middle East and it had these circles so like he showed them the map and you know the DNA which showed where you know where they originated and theirs were identical these two people and I can't remember which couple it was but um that was pretty cool that not only did they have a high 2D imaging, but they had the DNA lineage matchup as well, showing that, you know, that their lineage is the same. Um, and then in one couple, he found out that they were fourth cousins somehow. Oh, um, wow. So it was it was pretty neat. It's a pretty neat documentary. And I, I think a lot of what I got were almost like that because they some of these cases, they're, you know, they're sending me, um, they're like, well, you know, I, I met this person that looks identical to me, and they look the same face, same hair, same this, same that, and we hung out at the bar, and then, and we're both mechanically inclined, like what one couple was, um, and then he took off to go get his new motorcycle, and to me, that sounds more like a twin stranger because when you know, you're looking identical cause he said he looked at his driver's license and everything. And he said, it was like looking at himself in the mirror. And if, and if it's that identical um, and you're both mechanically inclined and you have the same mannerisms and same appetite and same all that to me, that's more like a twin stranger than a doppelganger. Mm. To me, a doppelganger is more just something you see and then it's gone which I certainly had some cases of that. There was, you know, a couple. There was a group that was in a cemetery investigating, and um, one of them turned around and saw the doppelganger of one of the members. But what's strange is the amount of time. So some report that they see it for seconds. Some say minutes. And one, the graveyard one, he says it followed him for 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes, you know, almost the whole time they were there. That, but it just would never make eye contact and would be turned around, um, which was kind of strange. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say with some of the cases. You know, you're like, well, it could be this, it could be that. Um, And so, and some people were nice enough to give. Pictures of you know the locations where they saw the doppelganger or um, twin stranger or, or whatever the case may be, um, and one was actually an animal. Um, the mother had seen a doppelganger, um, but the daughter had seen a doppelganger of a cat, and they had they had shared time between two different states between California and. Uh, Mexico and the daughter was in Mexico, but the cat was up in California with mom and she swears she saw the doppelganger of the cat. Um, so that's, that That kind of led the question was the question, can you have doppelgangers of animals? Is that possible?
0: Yeah.
1: So I've never uh, heard of anybody no. say I've seen a doppelganger of a, you know, my cat or a dog or whatever, but, if you can people, why couldn't you animals? And you certainly know there's, there's people that communicate with animals. You know, there's mediums that do um, just pets and animals only they instead of people. So it kind of seems like maybe that's possible. I mean, that might be something for someone else to, you know, research. Mm. Mm. Um, but it just, you know, every... Every bit of it kind of leads to more and more questions like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, you know, I mean, it's just there's so many possibilities. And there's, you know, popular people in history that report seeing doppelgangers. Look at Abraham Lincoln reports seeing his doppelganger. Um, So I'm contributing a chapter of the book to that um, and listing, you know, the popular people, the famous people that have reported seeing doppelgangers um and we we all know you know what happened to him so you could say that's a bad omen but then again you know that wasn't every case in in my experience with these these people so when i, I had done my last interview and and then talked to some other people and and then of course going through and getting the book ready um, they were like you know could it be this could it be that and some ideas that people came up with or were curious about I had wrote about, and one of them was, um, one was skinwalkers. So Mm. somebody said, could it, could it be a skinwalker instead of a doppelganger? But I don't know if you know much about skinwalkers. It's more Native American and it's Mm -hmm. typically the Navajo culture. And it's said to be a witch that turns into the animal, uh, for the purpose of harming people. Um, Some people also relate it to the Native Americans wearing the skin over themselves. Um, However, that's not related um, and not the same and doesn't fit um, any of the cases and doesn't make any sense for a future case. um, Is you know the people do not look like animals, you know, when they see them. Um, So definitely, you know, that's a rule out. You can say no, it's not a skinwalker. Some people asked about. Um, psychokinesis or pk Mm -hmm. um and that's a very common theory in many cases not just in my book um you know it's you know when a psychic or those that don't know it's when a psychic is either knowingly or not knowingly they have the ability to like control and manipulate their environment around them um and without any physical interaction uh but you know there's there's a a million subcategories to that, which I didn't realize. I really started looking into PK. Um, but the caveat with that idea is that it usually involves the person controlling or moving items around, um, but not projecting items or people. So you really can't say it's PK, um, instead of a doppelganger. Um, there's astral travel and projection, uh, both, obviously, very similar out-of-body experiences, you know, it can be occur while you're sleeping or under meditation, self-hypnosis. You now, obviously, scientists say there's no solid proof to date um, that the soul leaves the body and projects or travels. But obviously, most people in the paranormal know that, you know, you can remote view and and stuff like that. Um, and some of the cases actually sounded like there may have been some astral projection, or projection by another person to that person. Um, so I guess you will just kind of get the book and see (laughs) when it comes (laughs) out. Um, but there is a case in there that resembles that. Um, and that I think is probably more that, um, there's reincarnation. A lot of people are like, well, are any of these reincarnation and they're just seeing that. Um, and, and that for people that don't don't know, is the, the body being reborn. Um, or the soul, and there is one case in there, that the mother was about five months along, she, before she went for her sonogram, she had some bleeding, and a possible miscarriage, so she delivers her baby, and um, they think maybe she miscarried a twin, um, and then this girl goes to donate um, bone marrow at the hospital. And she's somehow thumbing through the website for some reason and sees the picture of her, what she says is her twin. And she's like, this is my twin. And this girl died oh. three years prior from bone cancer. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's so, like, spine chilling. It's like, okay, so is it possible that the mother miscarried and she reincarnated? And then coincidentally, this girl has had bone cancer and then her, you know, would have been twin sister goes to donate bone marrow and sees her picture.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, I don't know. She said that, you know, she said, I long for her. I feel lost. And I look at her picture all the time. Um, and it's, so that's quite interesting. And, and so that's in this, book as well. Um, so, you know, you know, that one case may be a case of reincarnation. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes, I mean, you just kind of have to, and it's hard because you're going off of what they say and you're kind of, sometimes you're, it's like pulling teeth, you know, you're like constantly (laughs) like, can you answer my question, please? You know, you're, you're asking the same question three times. And, um, some of them are very forthcoming and they, Give you three pages of notes and more than what you're asking for, and then some of them give you like two sentences, and I'm like, I need more than that.
0: Yeah, I know um, how you feel. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then there was uh, the twin stranger with Tim Spector that I had mentioned, um, which I found to be a probably a, a lot of these cases. Um, there are some that I think are true d- doppelganger, but I do think there are some that are twin strangers. Um, some people asked, "Well, could it be a crisis apparition?" But that's, you know, an apparition that hangs around immediately after death, and it, you know, because it's confused, especially children and with murders, um, or wanting to say goodbye. Um, but that doesn't make any sense because obviously the person would be dead before the, they saw the doppelganger, so mm-hmm. that, that would be in, re, in reverse. So there's no way, you know, it would be a crisis apparition um, cause they'd still be living. Uh, and then psychic projection, um, people have asked about that, but that's the same, by definition, it's the same thing as astral projection. It's just another name. And then of course you get your attention seekers. Um, I do have to mention that cause unfortunately we do get some that in the paranormal community that just want attention. Um, so they just, you know, you get a, but pay attention to the clues and weed them out the best you can. Mm. And then um, there's fatigue and sleep deprivation. I asked every person in the study what their eating and sleep habits were because that does play a part. Um, also asked them about their mental health, um, any mental health conditions or major illnesses, because if you're sleep-deprived and you're getting two hours at night, I mean, I don't know if you've ever ha- had that much sleep, but you start hallucinating, you
0: know? Oh, yeah. I so totally you're like, get that.
1: <laughs> you're like, I see three doppelgangers at that point, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's not just one, it's like I see a whole family of doppelgangers.
0: I see it. So, so true. It's interesting you mentioned that. There was a time when um I was flying to the USA and actually uh to the Myrtle's plantation, believe it or not, in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And. Amazing, amazing place. But to get there, um, I think I'd been up for 36 hours by that point because we missed a flight. And then we had to do the, you know, the the three o'clock in the morning flight to get there, make sure we we got there on time. And I was actually, Mm. you know, it was our first night there and I wanted to make the most of it, even though I was physically just absolutely drained. But I was hearing and seeing things that I've never heard and seen before. And I put that purely down to uh, sleep deprivation. So I can totally understand when you mention that, that that can be a a very big factor to consider.
1: And and these people probably don't think about that. That may be Mm. normal to them. They may be used to working, you know, all these 12-hour shifts or whatever and just not thinking twice about it. Um, And then the last one that um, people came up with and uh, mentioned was time travel or a time warp you know, kind of a a change in the continuum of space time, such as a warp with dilation or contraction. But that for me, it's hard to wrap my mind around that, I guess. Um, but there was a case in the book that may kind of um, relate. And, and, you know, I mentioned it in that particular case, you know, hey, this may be a, a time warp kind of situation. Um, but it's hard to say, you know, obviously make your own opinion um so those were kind of the topics of that were hot as far as um you know could it be this could it be that other Mm -hmm. than a true doppelganger Mm -hmm. but to me a a true doppelganger is something that's you know you're not going to have the communication you know because there's some that said oh you know we sat and talked and this and that to me that's not a doppelganger a doppelganger is just that fleeting moment you know they they pass you by without comment and they're gone just kind of like a ghost in the wind you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so i don't know your opinion on that Uh, is that how you view a doppelganger or
0: yeah that's exactly it and it's interesting you're mentioning about twin strangers and that there is A a distinct difference you know that that um Mm -hmm. having a communication um you know uh, sharing of ideas and finding out about this person is is you know it's it's like the difference between people saying seeing an apparition and actually seeing a person it's you know that it's it's a fleeting thing it's um something that doesn't stick around for for a conversation if it does it's great but it's you know yeah (laughs) exactly that would be wonderful if spirit would
1: actually sit and have a conversation with me Uh. you know That'd but be I, brilliant. <laughs> I would I'd be on that. TV at that point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it.
1: That's exactly but, it. Uh, but with the twin strangers, what was interesting is even though that he said you have seven matches for every face in the world, he said it was about a one in a billion chance of finding them. Mm, wow. So for him to find all those pairs, it was just really interesting. He must have. It must have taken a long time and a lot of effort to get all these people together and to match them up and stuff. But if you look, if you were to Google find my twin stranger or twin stranger, there are so many apps now, so many websites that will help you find what they call your twin stranger um, and it's the same thing they'll ask you for depending on the site they'll say well what is your facial structure like is it oval is it round they'll ask for your eyebrow shape they'll ask for your mouth your, your lips how you know are they narrow lips or wide lips um, stuff like that you're basically wow. your facial structure and um yeah so it's quite interesting and I I had to play around and dabble with that because I was like well if I'm gonna look at everything thoroughly I'm gonna look at one of those websites too so have you found yours no I I haven't um and my husband's like he's like women don't even know what they look like that doesn't even match you so he's like changing all my features you know I was like no I have this kind of face he's like no it's this kind of face you know I'm like well I guess I don't know my own face So. I don't know, women, women have a distorted view of, of themselves, I guess. No, we certainly do. <laughs> like, no, really, I look better than that. No.
0: <laughs> so. it, it was interesting, you'd mentioned a little bit earlier about um, there was some areas that uh, people were experiencing this uh, doppelganger phenomena, more so in others. Are you able to explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, like, um, you know, like there was this one cemetery where these murders took place, and um, there was some doppelgangers reported there, and then um, Waverly in Kentucky. Have you? I'm yes. sure you've heard of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: actually, I've got a, a, a that is huge stack. Um, it's an article that I've got to I've got to go through still, and put you know put some into the book. Um, But they report tons and tons and tons of doppelganger um, incidences or or occurrences there at Waverly. They say that people report it a lot. Mm. Um, And that's a well-known haunted location. So I'd like to look into that kind of further and know, you know, because I'm hearing more and more about, you know, the majorly haunted locations. Because you can't, I mean, every place is haunted. Every place has spirits. Um, but when you have a place to the extreme like Waverly where there was so many that died there and so many that lived there, um, and then obviously cemeteries, there's so many there, um, you know, maybe certain places do have more doppelgangers than just an average home or down the street or, you know, coffee shop or, you know, just some other average location. Mm. Maybe it's you know, where there was mass murders or, um, you know, mass flood that killed people and maybe, you know, maybe things like that contribute to more doppelgangers. scene. I, I don't know yet. I'm still kind of looking into that and printing out, you know, I've got, like I said, stacks of <laughs> papers. It's like never ending. Um, my poor husband, he tries to help me with like kind of reviewing through stuff and I'm like, don't even cause I have still got so much more to type. <laughs> you just keep you keep finding more and more and and you start looking in different directions you'll start out in one direction and then you're in another direction like well what about this well does it does this cause this or does this cause more you know or is this have you know it's just a million more questions um but that's why it's just i think it's an important thing to study and put out there and and see if someone else can pick up on more from that you know can they investigate more on doppelgangers based on what I've given, because, um, you know, sometimes it takes more than one person to look at a subject. Um, I, I can't be the only one that looks at doppelgangers to figure out um, what's going on and, and what what are people seeing and, and is, what's the pattern or rhythm. Is there any rhyme or rhythm to it, um, like, you know, it occurring at specific locations or is it occurring with a specific type of person? Like I mentioned, the um, I think it was Gemini, wouldn't it? That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have to look, but you know, with the particular... Pisces
0: as well. Yeah. No
1: Pisces, that's right. Yeah. yeah, is you know, is it just you know primarily Pisces that that experience this? Even though there are a few other cases, um, you know. So it, yeah, I hope that you know the book can actually. Help others to become interested and look into it as well.
0: Now, speaking of this book, when do you plan to have it finished and, and released for people to get their hands on?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. So I'm probably I'm guessing about halfway through with it. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I like I've got so much to re-review and add. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a year. Mm. Um. I'm hoping sooner, much sooner would be nice. Mm -hmm. You know, if I had my way it'd be done in a month, but my husband's like, stop working on it because I'm like day and night at the computer just typing away. And, and, you know, he's like, enough already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have to take take breaks from it. And I'm going back to school myself. Got to take time for myself as well. If you have time, one of the cases. um, Yeah. Hmm. I like there's so many good ones. One, I was actually involved in, and I put it in the book. Um, it was actually my partner that saw the Ganger though. Um, and, and in that case, her name was Star Lyles. She, um, so we were investigating Yorktown Memorial Hospital. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of that. It's in yes. Texas, and it is dark. Dark is the only word, uh, the only way of explaining it. And it was probably about two or three in the morning on um, a Saturday morning, and we had already had like a ton of experiences being touched. I mean, on we got stuff on audio, video. I mean, they make you feel like you're going crazy because they're whispering in your ears and like you can just feel them on you. It's just craziness. And um, one of the partners, Aaron, he got scratched i mean clawed up the back of his leg where it drew blood i mean it was it was bad but we were in the downstairs um basement and they have this one jail cell and we were going to check that out and we all walk into there and star is in the very back but she looks down the hall and sees who we'll, we'll call bob because i'm we're not giving his name um down the hall and he says um What does he say? He says, down here, guys. And he kind of waves towards her, you know, at her to come, you know, come this way Um, and turns his head to the left. Um, She said initially she didn't think twice um, about it, but then she thought, well, I'm going to, you know, follow us into the room. And when she got in the room, she saw that Bob was in the room with us. So then she ran Mm -hmm. back out into the hall and he wasn't there anymore. So it was just that fleeting image you know where he was there and then he's not there but there was communication so it's like well can there be communication with a doppelganger or not mm-hmm. um no, nobody the thing is nobody's really written anything or researched enough to know if there can or can't be um and it's hard to stay on that case because on that one i was i was torn because there was so much. Even the church was so desecrated and had like these um, demonic. Um, um, what is the word? It's like a sh- like a shrine, but it's like demonic set up. Oh
0: yeah, like um, a satanic altar type thing.
1: Yes, basically, and so they had that set up in the chapel because people were breaking into this place. There was, um, it was not a secure place. So we had to like secure it as best we could when we're investigating. But, um, so the whole place was just, I mean, beer cans and just trashed out. The carekeeper just was not doing his job, unfortunately. And the owner is wonderful, but needs a new carekeeper for sure. Um, and so the place was just, just dark and when it's like that you can get those spirit that manipulates that can take the form of others you know they can take the form of a child or someone that is weak or you know to manipulate and get you to come do what they want you to do and so I was kind of concerned and thinking well maybe this was that situation because um, that particular person and he did end up going to to prison shortly after that investigation and he was having some issues, some very personal issues um, and was kind of at a really weak moment in his life. And so was the doppelganger, um, was it just, you know, a spirit, a negative spirit or a demonic spirit either, or just manipulating and pretending to be him. To get star away from the group and mm. where whatever you know intentions it had, so
0: you kind of have to look at that too
1: mm. when you're it's
0: interesting to- there was there was a, a situation where uh, oh, probably about four years ago now um, we were at a location, and uh, I think that the friends that I was with have actually experienced. a a doppelganger where um, we knew two people were off in one area of this location and told never to separate because of safety, health and safety reasons. And um, one group was in another part of this particular location and they found that one person of the, the, the two that had, Uh, gone off together um had wandered back to the main group and were like well you know um where's where's you know person number two and they smiled and wandered off to go and find them after being told that um but those two never separated the entire time so um that was very strange oh
1: wow that (laughs) was really freaky
0: yeah it was. Um, that's. I was at the location at the time, but I was in a different part of, of the particular place, so I actually didn't get to witness it, but was that's there what any, I was told. Yeah,
1: it, so did y'all end up getting any footage? Because um, sometimes you know how you're filming at base or you have an yes. audio going or something.
0: Were y'all able to capture any of that? It was only from an audible perspective, but because the person didn't, or we believe could have been the doppelganger, didn't speak, we didn't actually get anything audibly on there. It was just, a, you know, hang on a second, person one, what are you doing? You're meant to be with person two. Go and find them. They're on there, uh, out there so, on their own.
1: So the doppelganger didn't speak? No. Just kind of just, just showed up yeah. and y'all were like, yeah. go get back where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah just smiled and wandered back up to the location mm-hmm. and yeah we as we've got witness collaborations saying that those two had not um, separated the entire time of that night because yeah yeah health and safety reasons so it was very wow. interesting so yeah those things so it's interesting when you mention you know that this particular person at um, the hospital that you are investigating you know has had some personal issues since this person hasn't so but then they didn't speak so it's you know like you said it's it's like um, how long's a piece of string there's just so many different factors and so many different experiences Experiences, no, and they're just not all the is. same,
1: really. And that is just, that's bone chilling, like to hear about that apparition just kind of coming up, wandering on up, and it wasn't one of them. Mm. And it, it's funny because my husband, while I'm writing this book, he started reading the first chapter and he's like, Well, is the group together or not? And I'm like, Yeah, it says it right here. He's like, Well, it's not clear enough. And I'm like, everybody knows that you never separate when you're in a group. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, well, not everybody knows that lame people don't know that. I'm like, he's like, what if they're not a paranormal investigator and they're reading your book? I'm like, fine. So I'm having to like go back through (laughs) everywhere and put everybody was together. Everybody was together, you know, and it's just so repetitive. But you know, I mean, you got to think about the people that are just learning or, to investigate or don't know anything about investigating or just curious about the subject. So yeah, you, you know, I didn't even think about that. And, and it does imply that they're all together, but um, you know, I guess you really, really have to be hardcore like make sure it's very clear that, you know, every single member was there. It does go back to I think the earliest case I found was, let me see what year, was in the 1800s, I believe. Um, it's micro, is it microfilm or microfiche? I get it confused. Where yeah. you basically need a micro, like a magnifying glass to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've got a little tiny article that, God, I can't read. It's just ridiculous. I, I literally have my husband's um, magnifying glass, like trying to read it. But it was about a guy that, he hung out with what actually sounds like a twin stranger, but he called it a doppelganger and this other person killed a woman and they hung him for it because they never saw this other person. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was in the early like 1908 ish time. So it, it goes back pretty far. You know, there's articles further back um, so I'm just reviewing those right now too. So I'm going to have a section devoted to articles, you know, going back further, um, mentioning doppelgangers. Um, so yeah, there's going to be other sections besides, you know, you, it'll start out with the cases, but the, and then it'll lead into the, the definitions of those other types of apparitions that it could be. And then it'll go into, um, that research with the twin strangers and then, Um, followed up by different um, articles that were found um, related, but from years ago. So and then, um, of course, popular people in history and just kind of a little bit of everything, I guess, kind of a hodgepodge of, of stuff related to doppelgangers.
0: Awesome. I can't wait for this book to come out. (laughs) Like you say, it's just so um, difficult to find anything really about actual cases, one central place. I mean, there's, you know, a couple of personal experiences and, and as you probably would be well aware more than anyone, they're not very detailed. Um, they're,
1: they're not. you know, and,
0: and like with investigating, you want to find out, you know, is there a pattern, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Where do they happen most? Who do they happen most to? So it's, it's yes. great that there's, you know, yourself pulling this information together and having it in a place where people can actually um, access it. It's great.
1: Yeah. And I was hoping for, you know, like say a hundred cases that way I had a large pool. And cause I feel like the more people you have, the more chance you have at finding that pattern or what's really going on, um, or who's experiencing it the most or where it's occurring the most. Um, but so far I only have about 17 cases. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, maybe someone will be listening in today and, and hear your show and say, oh, I've had an experience and, and, you know, feel free to reach out to me because, um, I definitely need more cases and I can, You know, definitely work those into the book, no problem. I mean, we're not on any deadline or anything. Um, And and the more the better um, for the investigative part and and to understand it more.
0: So if if someone's um, felt that they've dealt or had an experience with a doppelganger, how can they get in contact with you about it?
1: Um, That's a good question because I actually wouldn't mind a few more cases to add in. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter where you're from or, or, anything like that. Cause I love, you know, like I said, cases from everywhere. Um, I can be found on Facebook. Um, I have my personal page, but that's usually kind of on lockdown, but I have a public page as well. Um, you can email me there. It's, uh, under Lisa Taff, T-A-A-F-F-E. So it's F like Frank. Um, you can find me on Facebook there. You can find me on Twitter under Lisa Taff as well. Um there's a US Paranormal page on Facebook and we have a website. So Facebook it's US Paranormal. Um that's my group and then um they'll forward the message to me or say hey you have a message and I check it frequently. Um our email is at gmail.com. If you want to just shoot an email um as much detail as you want in there. Um, and then and contact information obviously and then or if you want to send a phone request and then our website is usparanormal.us
0: that's all for now thanks so much for listening and keep investigating